a podcast run by Gen Z for Gen Z. We aim to remove the filters that mask the real issues in our lives and hold honest conversations about mental health and other issues teens face. Follow our Instagram, gugz.podcast, to stay updated. We hope you enjoy our episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Today, we'll be talking about Valentine's Day because for us, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Right now, it's Saturday. And especially during COVID, feelings of loneliness can be amplified. And a lot of people might be struggling with coping with loneliness and that's why we want to talk about self-love as well as some other society's expectations about dating and relationships and other things. So today we actually have a new member in our podcast group as, our, as one of our hosts. And this is Emanuela. So if you want to introduce yourself, go ahead. Uh, hi, I'm Emanuela and people usually call me May and I'm 16 years old. And I'm really excited to speak on this podcast. Thank you for being here. So we want to start off with talking about what we think about Valentine's Day. So for me, I have a mainly positive outlook on Valentine's Day. Usually Valentine's Day is just like a day that comes and goes, but I think especially with more people using social media, there's like more of a hype that's built around Valentine's Day, Um, especially TikTok. Like every TikTok I scroll through is usually about something related to couples or like Valentine's Day gift ideas, etc. And this year, I do have a Valentine, so I think I'm the minority here, but yeah, that's just my outlook on it. So for me, I'm pretty neutral, but I mean, I do think a lot of my opinions of Valentine's Day comes from my how my parents celebrate it, and they don't really celebrate it, so I don't really think it's that big of a deal in terms of like just the holiday. Um, I will say... That more than Valentine's Day, I'm more focused on White Day, which is a holiday in Japan, and it occurs on March 14th. So in Japan, there's this thing where on Valentine's Day, if you confess to someone and you give them chocolates, then one month later on White Day, they'll give you chocolates back, like if they like you back. So I think that's a more interesting take on it rather than like just Valentine's Day. Like couples. That's very cute. Yeah, I think they yeah. do it in Korea too. Yeah, I like that concept more. So mm-hmm. That's my take on it. I think that I'm like very pessimistic when it comes to this whole like relationships and love thing, especially on Valentine's Day. It's kind of like a a reminder that like I'm single, and it's kind of frustrating at times. But also, it it just I feel like our culture, especially teen culture, kind of romanticizes this whole idea of being in a relationship, and it and it unintentionally kind of puts dating couples on this pedestal a lot of the time and it could be frustrating for me at least so yeah i also have like a similarly like negative view towards it i'm pretty pessimistic especially since it feels like more and more people are just idolizing it and everyone starting to place couples on a pedestal and this holiday just heightens it even more i personally wasn't surrounded by like tons of love when i was growing up so i'm kind of like unaccustomed to it and plus like all my friends on valentine's day like i remember last year my friend she got like a secret note from an admirer and we were all like trying to help her find who it was but every year it just feels like i'm constantly like just watching my friends have this and i'm just like sitting there like doing nothing and at the same time i'm sure it's good for couples but people can get like really competitive or angry if they're like searching for a valentine and loneliness is just amplified 
Um, I would say I have a pretty neutral take on it. Maybe it's because, uh, like, where I live in Indonesia, Valentine's is not, like, a super big thing. Like, you don't really ask anyone to be your Valentine's. Like, if you're a couple, you would just naturally assume that either one of you would give each other, like, flowers and stuff. But I think a lot of people always find the urge to have, or, like, to find a couple before Valentine's. And having, like... Personally, having friends definitely accommodates for that. And though, like, sometimes, like, during, especially during Valentine's when people are giving flowers and stuff, like, it works both ways. Um, having friends does help you, but also having friends makes you realize that you need to have friends to receive flowers, which is sometimes kind of pathetic. But I personally don't see it that way. I just see it as a day to appreciate my friends. Well, like, at least for me, I think that like, there's this, there's been this thing in, like, the friend groups I've been in since most of the guys that I'm friends with aren't usually in relationships. We usually just tell each other that we, like, we love each other in, like, a bromance way. So I think that that's kind of a little twist on the whole Valentine's thing where it's so focused on, like, romantic couples. But at the end of the day, you can make it anything you want. And for me, it's just a day to appreciate. Kind of like, kind of like Father's Day or Mother's Day, but for... Um, friends almost I think that that's also a way that I can use that day without feeling all mopey or sad about it yeah like my friends and I were planning to do a Valentine's Day where we just hang out but since COVID we probably just do it on Zoom but I feel like is there even like a friend's day I'm sure there is but Valentine's Day is just so much more like idolized and like popular I guess yeah so like usually I feel like um like you guys mainly said about how society places couples on a pedestal it's definitely romanticized in uh, media that we see today so like society kind of tells us that you need to be in a relationship to truly be happy or like that life would be so much easier when you're in a relationship but I feel like that's really not true because relationships in order for them to be like meaningful and for them to work out you need to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of and some money too and when people, that's why the people kind of give up when they don't feel the love sparks anymore. Or like when they're out of the honeymoon stage, which is like six months around into three to six months, I would say. But like once you don't really feel the rush anymore, like every day of love, then people usually give up and they're like, oh, it's probably not meant to be. When in reality, I feel like love is what comes after the dopamine releases like in the beginning stages of the relationship um and just to add on to that like um we're always like uh, being like kind of pictured how we always pictured high the high school experience as incomplete without like dating without like prom without like valentine's and i think that's like a really big pressure for us to always like have someone on valentine's and always have someone to date and i don't think that's true at all because even though high school is a time where definitely love can um, occur it shouldn't be something that's so focused on as well and it's like completely fine as well if we don't have anyone on valentine's because there are just other people that we can still love anyways yeah, I feel like the pressure isn't really directly stated. Like, no one's ever told me, oh, you don't have a boyfriend. That's kind of... But it's more implied, I feel like. It's kind of internalized, too. And, yeah, I think that's also a big part of high school, worrying about, like, oh, I wonder if anyone will ever like me, but then you have bigger problems to worry about. And, yeah. 
how often do you guys think about like love or um, like romantic interest not like a specific maybe a specific person but also like about love in general um i would say like all the time but that sounds really really bad so i'm just gonna say like i think about it too much i don't really know how to really explain like what i think of maybe i just think about like if i'm just alone i hate being alone because i'm an extrovert and it just kind of sucks having to just live with myself especially during quarantine and i think that like in a way i'm not really like thinking about love like romantic love i'm just thinking about like being able to have like those worthwhile bonds that some people have and it almost feels like sometimes i don't have that but in terms of romantic love i try not to think about it just because i have like more pressing matters it's like for example school and also just extracurriculars and i feel like to think about love it's kind of wasting my time at this point because eventually i'm sure i'll find someone maybe that'll be in like 10 years or 20 years but i think now i don't really need to be thinking about it but i'm open to hearing like why you guys might think about it a lot um for me i don't really think about it that much and i'm also an introvert if that adds on to anything but like personally from the past i don't really like people that easily in terms of like romantically or emotionally or in that kind of non-platonic aspect so it doesn't really occupy that much of my mind as much as i guess like worrying about the future does like in the future if i meet someone like will they be a good person or will i like choose a bad person i guess um i know like my dad and my mom they always they only tell me like they never tell my brothers that if you meet like a guy like you never know if they're gonna be a bad person and so it's kind of in my head like I shouldn't really trust too many people in that way so it's kind of like scary but I would say it doesn't I don't think about it that much it's just always in my head if that makes sense like I don't it occupies some space in my mind always but I don't constantly think that about makes it sense. maybe like you don't act upon it either I'm not sure but for me I'm kind of the opposite I think I'm well, I'm also an extrovert, and since I was young, I used to always, like, want to socialize with people and always interact with people. That also goes with, like, in middle school, late middle school, early high school, I used to, like, want to throw myself in relationships and, like, always be romantically involved somehow. And that's why I always went back to, back and forth between, like, a toxic relationship, and I always... Um, it really did a lot to like my sense of self and my self-worth. It's obviously not a very good cycle. Um, and I like had it took me a year or over a year to heal from that. But I'd also say that even though thinking about love really like occupies a lot of people's minds, especially at this age, I think it's important to remember that um, there are a lot of other problems that you could spend more of your energy and more of your time into. Like when you see couples, yeah, you could get jealous or you, you might be like, why can't I have that? But recognize that like everyone is at different stages of life. So you'll get like what you spend your energy or your time into. If you've spent time into improving yourself and making yourself into a better person, more confident person, then you will be able to attract better people or people who you deserve, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, that does make sense because I'm like a strong advocate of we accept the love we think we deserve. That's from Perks of Being a Wallflower, but I kind of adopted that motto. And I think for me, I'm kind of the opposite. 
I have this, I think, when I think about love, I get really angry. <laughs> or I feel like lately I've been having a stigma against it. I'm not, I mean, I am kind of sure why, but it's all multiple factors. I feel like every time my friends get into a relationship, it always ends with one person getting hurt. Or either, like, guys kind of, like, tear friends apart. I know two best friends, they both like the same guy. And they literally turned against each other. And they weren't even friends anymore after, like five years of friendship so I feel like I haven't had like a lot of positive experiences about it so when I think about it I just get angry at certain people or just get angry at guys like there's a phrase going around media it's called the kill all men and it's not healthy to adopt but yet like I don't know I just find myself getting like really angry when I think about it but it doesn't occupy too much of my space too much space in my mind but if I do think about it like that's Feelings of anger usually arise. Oh, I think personally, I've seen a lot of my friends, like some of them get into relationships where it's like two plus years and they're still going. And that's something like really beautiful. And I aspire to have that one day. But there's also um, people who I've seen that have only gone for like two to three months and just ended it. And those are the type of people who I obviously want to avoid. But I think like at the end of the day, the people you meet are just going to come around and if that does happen to be um the person who you truly love then good but if not I think it's just not I feel like it just shouldn't be a big deal especially to us and when we're in, still in high school I think it's also like all these social media portrayals of high school kind of leave us disappointed or unsatisfied in the end because we think that this is what the ideal high school experience is like this is what you're supposed to do and when it doesn't happen because it usually isn't like a high school musical movie then I feel like that's why teens are getting like kind of disappointed at their teenage years because they think they have to achieve those goals and also going back on like self-love I think that's really important in finding a relationship part of the reason why I haven't wanted to get into a relationship is because I feel like I really needed to work on myself and just improve myself and I feel like once you do that you can be really stable because one plus one equals two and one person needs to be whole for another person to be just complimenting each other very powerful Karis yeah I mean like I, I can build off of a lot of what Karis just said but I guess I can talk about like the the whole completing the whole or sorry the two parts completing a whole um i think that's a big problem with a lot of relationships that i've observed over the years like obviously i haven't seen that many relationships because usually my friends are just like the boys are enough it's like we don't need to be in relationships but in the relationships i've observed a lot of them get toxic really quickly because either the girl or the boy tends to be really really clingy I think that in order to be in a relationship, like Karis was saying, I agree with the idea that you had to love yourself first and know where you stand. You can't just kind of look to another person to feel you. You have to kind of do that yourself before you do that. And I think it's somewhat selfish to enter a relationship before you do that because you're kind of you're, you're kind of using that person in a sense to build yourself up when you should probably do that yourself before you try to help someone else because the point of a relationship is to help the other person in my opinion i think that if you make it a therapy session for yourself all the time then it can be really draining for the other person so i think that that's a big problem that we kind of need to change as a generation almost where we kind of enter relationships without any kind of inhibition or any sort of hesitance yeah i think instead of being intentionally selfish it's more of an unintentional subconscious thing so i can speak from personal experience um like the first person i ever dated like really long term 
um, it wasn't even long, but it was like 10 months on and off. And um, I was definitely insecure and I was looking for validation in this person. Um, and I think it was an unintentional thing. Like I just really uh, couldn't like feel secure in myself. And that's why I was looking for it in other people. Um, and I agree with what Ryan said, or and also Karis, about like how we should be whole and complete in ourselves, and like fully trust ourselves that um, and know like our own identity and know our own worth, so that like we, we don't get dragged into toxic relationships, and um, also we know how to get out of a relationship when it does get toxic instead of clinging on to it because they're our only source of validation. So this is just a small thing, but I really liked how Karis phrased it, the whole part, because. I read this book called Women Don't Owe You Pretty, and there's this one part of it where the author said how relationships, like, people call their um, significant other, like, the other half of me, which kind of implies that if you're not in a relationship, like, you're kind of not whole, I guess. Like, you're missing that half of you, which is kind of toxic. I mean, I guess for some people, it, seem, it's, it seems like a romantic thing to say, but it kind of implies that you need to be in a relationship or have that other person to be whole, which is a bit messed up. That's probably one of the most damaging things about movies, TV shows, even music. I feel like the reason why people say stuff like, my significant other is the other half of me, it's it's almost the result of everything we've been exposed to from a very, very young age. Like I remember like even if I was just watching a movie that wasn't a romance movie, there was always either a male lead or a female lead and they had this person they were in love with or this person had a crush on them or some sort of romance was involved in it and it almost always ended up great and i think that from a young age i was kind of given the impression that love was a super easy and super simple thing that i would just be able to have whenever i wanted but i realized that i think a lot of people ended up realizing it in a very harsh way that love isn't that simple and in order to be in order to have a relationship you need to have the other person love you back and I think that even if you fall for someone, that's probably where you can get hurt the most. And I think it's I think just pop culture in general is definitely responsible for part of that. I really, really liked what Kayla said because I read somewhere where it's you have to find someone who compliments you, not completes you, if that makes sense. You have to find someone who is a good match for you in a way that they won't try to tear away your identity, especially because if you don't know yourself and if you're not whole in yourself, then you're just gonna constantly deteriorate your own morals and ethics and beliefs for that other person if you don't really know where you stand in yourself and I think when two complete people come together it just yeah it's something beautiful because they both know where they stand and they can bounce off each other and really compliment each other really well yeah that's very true um I was actually gonna ask another question of like what do you guys think about how drawing the line between friendship and romantic interest because um, I know, Karis, you said before that, like, uh, guys and girls or people wouldn't initially, initially, like, make a move or, like, start a relationship, whether it be platonic or romantic, if there wasn't some sort of attraction in the first place. Yeah, I said that before because I think in some sort of way it's true. I mean, there's instances where you kind of become friends because of a school project or because of, like other circumstances but I feel like generally there has to be some sort of initial attraction whether it be not just romantic but just more like you have admiration for them or you admire something about them and there's something about them that pulls you in and that doesn't have to be a relationship sort of sense but I feel like um I don't know I really don't know how to phrase it but does anyone want to build off of that 
I don't know if I should wait for the other girls to um like chip in, but I guess I can give my perspective on it. I think what Karis is saying is somewhat true. I think that when I like my friendships with girls at the moment, it's not that like I might not be like romantically attracted to them. If anything, I'm like purely platonically attracted to them because like I said, I'm not looking for a relationship. I feel like that would just bring a lot of bad stuff. But in a way, I feel like that goes for both like relate or both friendships with guys and with girls, depending if you're or regardless if you're a guy or a girl. I think that everyone has these redeeming qualities that make them unique. And I think that that's what draws people in into friendships. I think if I'm like attracted to a girl, that doesn't immediately mean that I'll try to get closer to them. If anything, I'll try to stay distant, you know, but I think with just general friendships, it's there's definitely attraction and it's not romantic attraction. A lot of the time, it's just purely just finding that person fun to be around and finding that person to be incredibly unique and important to you. I think that's very true. I um I heard somewhere in this YouTube video, it's like if you get jealous of like a certain person, if you like get jealous of a classmate or someone else because they're more accomplished than you, um, look for like the qualities that you see in them because those are qualities that like you already possess. I also don't know how to phrase this, but like if you are hanging around people who are, for example, like ambitious or people who are very like selfless then you become you start to develop those qualities yourself so i think it is about admiration like harris said and just looking for people to build relationships with it could just be platonic but like with people that you know you'll grow from and that you could gain something from um i think i raise this another point where like personally i have never like um, came across someone where I've just been like, oh, I'm romantically attracted to this person. That kind of never happens. It's always mostly platonic at first. But then I think that the point where you feel like you could go beyond like what um, was said previously, where you could grow with this person, that kind of sets this criteria where not only are you comfortable in this person, but you definitely see a future with this person. And I think that's, even though it's not that simple, we can't really, it's not a fixed criteria as such, but I think that's really what differentiates the two. Oh, so if you can see yourself with this person in the future? Yeah, and like grow with them in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's also a telling sign of whether their relationship, if you're talking about romantic, whether it's like toxic or not, um, because some people are like staying in a relationship that they don't know if they should leave or not. But like, if you can see yourself with this person for in like 10 years into the future, or even more, and you're like still healthy and you can imagine all sorts of good things, then then I think it is a healthy relationship. But if you like can't imagine yourself being with that person and you know that it's not going to turn out well in like 10 years, then I think it could be a sign to like rethink um, whether your relationship is what you want it to be or where you want it to be at. So for me, I feel like, you know, like we as people will you know, continue to change as we get older. So the person I'm friends with right now may not be the same person I'm friends with in 10 years, but as long as the core values what and they, what their morals are and what their perception on, like, not controversial, but things that I personally really care about, as long as they stay the same, then I don't really see a problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, and just to clarify, I was talking about romantic relationships, but with what Kayla said, I really agree with that. 
I think for romantic relationships, I'm going to kind of build off of what Gio was just saying. I, I forget who said it. It might have been Kayla who said that before you, like, fall for someone romantically, you should know them or get to know them, like, for a long time, platonically at first. I think that that's a really good way to just live life in general. I think that if you constantly keep on exposing yourself or being vulnerable to people who you don't really know that well, I think that that can just be a really toxic and harmful cycle. And that's kind of why I think that our generations should start this culture almost of getting to know someone before dating them. I feel like we have this tendency where if we know someone too well, then we don't feel comfortable dating them, but we feel comfortable dating people that we don't really know, but are attracted to maybe physically or because of something that we see in them. And I think when we do that, especially what I just mentioned about like falling for someone we don't really know, we kind of build this image of that person in our heads. And I think that's why a lot of teenage relationships just fall off after the honeymoon phase because everyone has their weaknesses and everyone has their shortcomings. But when we're in love with someone, we kind of don't see that side. We kind of have this image where we put someone on a pedestal, like we were talking about at the beginning, where we just kind of go against reason and we try to do anything to try to say that this person is perfect or that this person can't do anything wrong. And then when they do something wrong, it just kind of falls all apart. So getting to know someone is extremely important, both platonically and romantically. Yeah, I really resonated with that, especially since there is this guy who, he was attracted to me, but we weren't friends in the beginning or we didn't really know each other, but we were just like attracted to each other. And I felt like that would have never gotten anywhere. And, and I kind of stopped it before it, it I mean it did turn into something but it wasn't too bad because I feel like I really wanted to work on myself personally and I knew that I feel like you really need to get to know someone like on a personal level and I also felt like vulnerability is such a hard thing especially if you're giving out more than you're receiving because that's also a really toxic thing and you just feel like you're not receiving the same energy which is never good and I feel like once you get to know someone for a long time or you like spend a lot of time with them that can I go two ways either like you get really sick of that person or you kind of get attracted to that person I feel like because you kind of not romantically in a way but you see them and their highs and lows and you're kind of with them through all that and you kind of see everything that they're going through and they grow as a person but do you guys believe that you guys and girls can like just be friends out of that um actually yeah I I'll answer that in a bit I just want to like say something that reminded me of what Ryan said so there's a quote that's like two unperfect people who like don't give up on each other that's what love is and um I think when people like start to recognize the other partner's flaws yeah like Ryan said they fall apart their relationship falls apart but we have to stick through that and that's what it is love like it's not the dopamine it's the it's not the dopamine release or like that stage it's the stage that comes after it and going back to what Kara said about whether it's possible for two people to like just be friends uh, if they're like attracted to each other I think so and I don't think so I know that I have a lot of childhood friends that I've grown up with and at some point maybe I did feel attracted to them and like more than just friends but I think generally I respect that boundary and I want to continue like being platonic friends with them and I think it's possible I think that um guys and girls can be just friends but like generally speaking the two genders have different ideas on boundaries I feel like it could be different but in my opinion, I feel like girls are more comfortable to be more touchy or more like physically intimate without meaning it in a romantic sense because we're more used to doing that with our like female friends. Whereas with guys, I don't know if that's also a thing, but they might interpret certain actions differently. Whereas like with a girl, I mean, from the girl's perspective, they might just, you know, do it out of friendship. But 
with the guy, they might see it as something else. Not that I'm I thought it sure. was the opposite. I'm not too sure on that, though. But... I was going to say the opposite, but... Okay, I guess I'll offer my um, guy input over here. But um, I think there's something unique about talking to someone of the same sex. For example, when I talk to my guy friends or interact with my guy friends, it is definitely a lot more physical than if I would ever talk to a girl. I think with a girl, I tend to be a lot more distant because I know that boundaries are really, really important. And if I step over a boundary, it can really, really like hurt the girl. And if I'm already in a friendship with them, that's just the worst thing that I could possibly do. But I guess I can answer Karis's question as well. I'm kind of, I'm really divided on this because like Gia, where she said yes and no, I also think it's yes and no because all the friendships I've been in with girls, I would, I would literally be lying if I said I wasn't attracted to them, whether it's romantically or platonically, but it's definitely, when you get to know someone better, you definitely do get attracted to them. But I think the choice to whether you date them or whether you ask them out is really up to you. And I think that, at least for me, I've realized that there's really no benefit to come out of it, especially at this stage in life. But that's my very um, convoluted answer to Karis' question. And talking about confusing, um, it's often difficult, I think, to differentiate between whether a relationship is romantic or platonic. Like, if you're friends, should you go further if you're attracted to them? Yeah, that's all that stuff is like a whole cloud of mess. But that coming with that is like also sexuality because at this age, a lot of people are, we're just teenagers and people are exploring their sexuality and like uh, not trying on different labels, but it's okay to not know like what to label yourself as. And um, I was wondering if you guys wanted to speak on that. So for me, I'm straight, but um, well, I'm pretty sure I'm straight at least, but I do have friends who are, um, in the LGBTQ plus community, and I've I think I was kind of uneducated on the topic. I thought that I knew it well because the media does I guess portray it in a very large light. And I think it was when one of my very close female friends, who is bisexual, when she confessed to me, we had like a long conversation, and that was when I kind of it wasn't empathy, but it was when I started to actually see more of that community and sexuality in general. I think, like, from my family, like, my parents are very traditional people, so it's not that they don't support the community, but they don't, like, fully support it either. Um, So I was also, like, very neutral on the topic, and I think, like, after my friend and I had that conversation, I became a little less ignorant, a little more educated. I guess it was a little eye-opening for me to be able to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think society has a standard or like some kind of a um, subliminal sort of like messaging that assumes that people are um, cis and people are straight. Like my my parents Uh, always tell me that. They're like, you're going to be bringing your like boyfriend. And I mean, I am straight, but like if I wasn't, I feel like it would make me very uncomfortable and not, it wouldn't be easy to come out if I was not straight. That's very true. I kind of agree with Kayla. I mean, I think my parents are like really chill in the sense that they don't like pressure me to be in a relationship. I think they know that eventually, like I'm just taking my time. And I think that eventually I'll be mature enough and I'll be prepared enough to engage in one. But sometimes the stuff they say, like jokingly, for example, when they say like, 
Ryan, when are you going to have a girlfriend or when are you going to bring or when are you going to introduce your girlfriend to us? It, it, it kind of hurts because it kind of reminds me that like they have this expectation of me. And sometimes I feel like I can't reach it, which I know that they don't mean because they, they both love me a lot. But I think it's just subtle stuff like that. I think there's an expectation. I feel I feel for like people in the LGBTQ community, I feel like if their parents are like traditional or traditionalists, like Kayla was saying, it might hurt a lot to hear them say or assume their sexuality. And I think that, yeah, parents can be very iffy about that. Some parents just don't care about what, like what happens to their kids' social lives. Others are a little bit of a helicopter parent, but it's a wide variety. Um, I definitely agree with that so much because growing up in like an Asian, like a real Asian Christian school, and this isn't to bash anything about Christianity because I personally am a Christian, but um, I've definitely known, well, not a lot, but I've known there was that there was a girl in my school who like, who just felt really uncomfortable with her sexuality. Well, I, I'm, I can't really say what her sexuality is, but she wasn't straight and that really made her uncomfortable. And I think that really is um, like, this is like what um, was said before, like this expectation of having to be straight, especially during Valentine's, like, does that mean that you're denied from having to have a good Valentine's, having to be able to spend time with your loved ones if you're not even accepted in the community? And, and I think that's really that really sucks for a lot of people. And I just I'm personally straight, but I think that really definitely sucks for a lot of people. Yeah, I think we're all over here so far. Our cohorts are all straight, so we can't personally speak from experience. But from what I've seen. Uh, from my friends who are in the LGBTQ community, dating is definitely difficult, especially if your parents aren't very accepting of um, like fluid identities. And that's because like they'll have to date in secret. And for my family, dating isn't really a, uh, like in, it's not it's kind of looked down upon. Like they're kind of against it because um, it's a, they see it as a distraction. So if you add that on top of trying to figure out yourself and um, maintaining a relationship like with a person you're attracted to if you aren't straight all, that's all very very like tough to deal with and I could very, definitely like sympathize with that so to like end or conclude our episode um, I wanted to just ask if you guys had like any advice on loving yourself or like signals to know when you're ready to date or anything on like toxic relationships maintaining healthy relationships whatever you guys have last words i went to this young life seminar it was called healthy versus unhealthy relationships so very fitting i think we talked about this a lot throughout our podcast but just to like conclude everything um here's like a summary point you can't come to a relationship expecting for them to make you complete and a key to healthy relationship is one plus one equals two meaning that we have to bring our whole selves to a relationship you have to be your authentic self you can't change yourself to be others i feel like we tend to put up facades or masks in front of other people but who are we really like who are we really underneath all those masks besides you like putting up different fronts in front of different people i think in order to have a healthy relationship we really need to understand ourselves first i feel like there's a lot of signs to unhealthy relationships like i feel like this is a whole big topic that we can talk about later i feel like i really want to expand upon toxic relationships though in another podcast but just like really quickly you need to have respect for yourself i feel like that's a really big one you need to have just like kindness and honesty trust and just you have to set boundaries at comfortable pace to be in a healthy relationship 
And I feel like in order to love yourself, I feel like loving yourself has been a really, really hard battle for me throughout like my whole life. I think, I mean, it stems from, okay, <laughs> this is kind of like off tangent, but it would all stem from, it was like a third, not not third, it was like fifth grade, I think. And I was on a bus with some girls. It was actually to a church retreat. And they started like just ranking each other for fun because it was just like something bored, like insecure girls do. But they would say like, oh, she's like, I feel like she's prettier than the other people. So she's like number one and then she's number two. And I'm not sure if I was like easy to push over. I'm not sure like what had happened. But at that point, I was like always put last on that list. And I feel like that completely like affected me. But I feel like as I grow up, I can't keep on having that mindset because I realize that like, I mean, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it doesn't really matter what other people think of you. It's just really what you think of yourself. And if you have that distorted image of yourself and if you like believe in those lies, then that's all you're going to think of yourself. And if you start treating yourself like you're nothing, then you're going to receive nothing and you're going to get into like a lot of toxic relationships because you don't have any self-worth or self-respect for yourself so I feel like that's super super important when entering into a healthier relationship I think that um just one really important piece of advice that I've kind of unfortunately grown to understand and reflect upon based on my own mistakes and my own like past is that if you're in this situation where you don't know whether to wait or to make a move talking like mainly romantically I think that it doesn't hurt to wait and I think that in 99% of cases it's probably better to wait I mean I'm not gonna go crazy in depth because it's a very like long long story but I I, I found myself in middle school just constantly repeating this cycle where I would fall for a girl and I would just not take any time to really like reflect on what I was doing it for or like why I was constantly falling into this pit of just getting rejected and then just going through this whole like self-loathing cycle and then just repeating it over and over again. And I think it's because I never took the time to take a step back or try to do some self-reflection or like Karis was saying, try trying out the self-love. You know, I think I was always looking for val- validation and looking at other people to try to help me feel more complete. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to love yourself before you can have someone love you almost. But definitely waiting is really, really important, despite what society might say about making moves or asking people out. It's definitely much better to wait. For me, I feel like it's interesting that whenever I think about self-love, I immediately associate it with my looks. And I think like in the past, a lot of my self-worth derived from not how others perceived me, but how like my family looked at me. Because, you know, like when you're an introvert and you like being alone, you don't really care to make friends. You don't really care if you're alone. And like my older brother just, I don't know what it was, but he like constantly bullied me. Like I was not okay. And so like he would always call me like fat or ugly, but I was maybe like, I don't know, 4'11 and like 70, less than 70 pounds. So that's like very skinny, like borderline skeleton. So it wasn't like I hated myself, but I would look in the mirror and I was like, yeah, I am fat. And and now it's like very messed up to think about. Um, it was like I accepted it more than I loathed myself. Right now, I, I think like I'm very content with myself. And in terms of a relationship, I think with like social media and how everyone portrays it, you see someone, let's say they get flowers, then for me, I would be like, oh, so if I date someone, I should probably get them flowers instead of thinking like, you know, it might not be what that person wants. And I don't think you should 
suit your um, expectations or standards or what you actually desire from a relationship based on other people's relationships. You should do that based on your own values and your significant other's values and what they want as well. Um, and also, I think there's just, there's so much pressure right now during Valentine's to have this and that, but it's just good to always remember that um, there be that one person for you who's not going to, like, obviously look at your flaws as something bad or anything, and they would just accept you for who you are. And I guess, like, right now, when people are posting a lot of, like, flowers and stuff like that, I don't personally like flowers, but because of Valentine's Day, I'm, like, being placed into this idea that I really want flowers, but even though I don't like it, and that kind of shows just exactly how this culture of Valentine's Day and such, it's just so, there's just too much pressure that we don't need, and I think a good way to just spend Valentine's Day, if you have a date, that's good, and if you don't, then it's okay, it's good to be, it's just, we just have to continue to be content, and um, one day, it'll happen to us. Yeah, and since I'm, I'm also Christian, so I feel like, trying to find myself worth and self-love this might not be applicable to a lot of people but i just realized that i am loved by god and i am delighted by him and he created us beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully so i feel like we're almost putting down his own creation when i self-deprecate myself and i also feel like we can't search for other people in a relationship to give you your own identity you either find it in you find it in god i feel like and that's kind of the motto that i've been living by now yeah, and I have some, like, reminders that I've just seen online. So February 14th is only one day of the entire year, but we should be dedicating every day of the year to loving ourselves. Um, also, there's the quote, don't let pressure from society affect your love life decisions or the way you talk to yourself. And I think that's important to remember how we shouldn't allow society's messaging and what society says is right or what they deem as like good um, affect our perceptions on ourselves or the people around us. I think this could conclude our episode today. Um, we definitely talked a lot on a lot of different topics. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you take these messages to heart. And if you're single or if you're a couple on Valentine's Day, just learn to be content with yourself either way and just know that you are loved. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Please follow our Instagram, gugz.podcast, to stay updated, and we hope you have a nice day.